Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. This week, I got a chance to chat with producer and wordslinger for hire, Chad Callahan. We talk filmmaking, ghostwriting, and a guy named Junko. If you enjoy the show, like and follow the Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence overwhelms me. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are zooming right along once again in this in this crazy world that I'm not even going to talk about anymore. I, just, I don't want to talk about the world these days, but I do want to talk about my guest. He's zoomed in with me already. I should have got how he wants his name. I'm get a Cal Callahan. Is it Cal? Is it? Yeah. Well, no, I go by Cal, but yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Well played. You uh, you didn't pronounce the silent G, so that's always a. Bash, uh, <laughs> Do you get that a lot? I get Callaghan a lot. Really? Yeah. That's, that yeah. Doesn't seem like that complicated a name to me. Although since I've lived up here in the Great Lakes region, I've actually uh, been asked, uh, "Is that with a C or a K?" I'm like. Maybe there's a guy out there named Callahan with a K, but I'm yet to meet him. He's not a cousin of mine. They could, maybe maybe he changed it to K. Maybe. First. Yeah. I'm surrounded by uh, Swedes and Norwegians up here, so. Yeah, so they might they might have added some extra letters in. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, at least I don't have umblauts and. Uh... <laughs> right. That's what you you should change that. You should that last A put an umlaut on. I should. Yeah. So it's Callahan. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to use that. <laughs> perfect, perfect. It's all yours, and it's the name. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about yourself and some of the things that you do. I know uh, we did mention you're a screenwriter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been doing um, kind of word slinger for higher gigs the last couple of years here, uh, doing ghost writing and punch up jobs. Um, well, you know, basically uh, script doctoring. Right. Um, and stuff you can't put your name on. It's, quite it's you know, <laughs> secret, it's disheartening. It's stuff. disheartening right up to the moment that the check arrives. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's you know, you're you're crying in your cornflakes right up until uh, until the money starts coming in. So right, that's but, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 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 a hell of a motivator. You know. That being said, I do uh, I do like to have my name. Uh, I, I don't have the ego that the directors have. Don't get me wrong, you know. And and the actors don't. Forget and the, the actors, actors ego. Um, you never want to forget an actor. Well, that's a different. Ego. That's <laughs> a different ether altogether. I mean, that's that's a different level. Yeah. I mean, you know the old joke. You know, the dumbest girl in the film sets the one sleeping with the writer. <laughs> is that is that the way? It, it really is. is. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have yeah. to write more. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> get the dumb girls. Get yeah. the dumb ones. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought uh, about it that way. Usually, I'm, it's I'm sure I more of a pejorative. There, but... and I'm cool with that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> dumb girls don't listen. I don't think. You know, uh, that's, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Nor should they. Nor should they. They just get confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're making we're making friends tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so how how long have you been how long have you been a, a top secret writer <laughs> uh off and on over the last decade um i lived down in uh, florida and uh did some oh, work uh, there when the production facilities were still uh still kicking uh before they time, yeah. yeah they all well, they started rolling everyone back into burbank um over the last you know 10 years or so oh okay but i still uh, am able to do so uh remotely uh which is nice yeah that's that's one one of the good things about that kind of job is you can do yeah. it a little bit remotely and it's uh, well I, prior to 2020 yeah. i should say i mean it's right like everyone else it's kind of dried up in the last uh, 12 months but yeah, a, a lot of things have. I, I'm a by trade. I'm a maintenance guy and an HVAC tech, which I can't do remotely, but also no, did no. not go away. <laughs> right, right. No, never does. Never shall. Yeah, that's uh, got to love being essential, I guess. But security. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's uh, I, all the all the stuff that I love doing right. outside of maintenance. All the uh, the theater and the comedy shows, and of course, the filming. Yeah. yeah, that's all gone. But right. You know. But hey, at least I can still repair your air handler unit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what what got you into writing in general? Um, well, it just in in as far as films go themselves specifically, um, as far as movies go, uh, it's it's amazing how many people I've run into that have the exact same story that I have. Uh, which those of us in our mid forties you know, have a very similar experience of seeing Raiders of Lost Ark. Right. Um, and, you know, whether it was in the drive-in or what have you, or even back backtracking a little more, uh, seeing in the Star Wars um, fan magazine, I believe it was called Banta Tracks, seeing the first picture of uh, Steven Spielberg, you know, uh, laying on his belly with his director's finder and his little green army men staging the, uh, the, the, the Nazi camp for, uh, you know, for Raiders. Right. It, it, it had an impact on a lot of us. And I, I, I've met no less than a dozen people who had that same like visceral experience where that just lit a fire under our, our respective butts. And um, it just, yeah. it's been a lifelong passion ever, literally from seeing that, 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 that still frame. Yeah. It's, it's a movie making is a fascinating thing. It is like, wait a minute. Mean, Cause I was, I was a bit young, but I, I mean, I love star Wars even before that, but you know, I, I didn't think of it as a movie. I thought it was actually filmed in a galaxy far, far away, you know, as far as I knew as a kid. I mean, this is the first time with Raiders that we realized, wait a minute, you can create these worlds? Like, this is a thing? Yeah, you can you can play God? Okay, sign me up. Yeah, that's it. And it's watching so many different minds collaborate to come together to yeah. make something like that is an interesting thing, too. Yeah. Of course, you have the writer, and uh, then the director that, you know, doesn't do anything the writer wants him to do. <laughs> and then the actor who uh, either does everything they want to do or can't think on their own and has to do everything the director tells them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, Venn diagram, you know, action happening on a, on a film set for sure. Yeah, yeah. And they, a lot of other, th a lot of things in general happening on a yeah. That uh, you don't you don't expect, and, you <laughs> there and you're like, oh, that's happening now, right? I, I always say I, I work with a lot of different directors, and even in the local independent film world, there are so many different 
directors that hate other directors and actors that won't work with this person and won't and, and it's so much <laughs> it's it's a movie in itself the drama it's fakakta it really is there's yeah. a lot of drama but on the other other side of that coin though i mean it's amazing how small of a community it really is yeah. uh, especially in the more you know indie world side of things it's amazing how you know you'll be on a show and you'll 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 find someone that you knew and didn't know you knew or that you had you know you were one degree away from and to use it in the Kevin Bacon game terms. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you, know, you have a lot of the same, uh, same experiences and a lot of the same contacts that, you know, you all know the same people. Yeah. Which is fun because you, you work with somebody that I, I've worked with people that I've been in other films with before, but the way a film set, right. we were never on the set at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah right. We'd been, oh, in- I know, I've seen that happen in person. Like, Oh wait, you were in that? Like, you know, they start telling a story. Like, yeah, I was on that show. Like, See, you know. I always feel bad when I do the, you were in that? And it's like, yeah, we had a scene together. <laughs> oh, okay. I was. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's was, bad. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, right. And you don't like the party, you say. <laughs> Look at this guy all I'm, coked I'm, out of his mind. I'm uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a secret partner. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like everybody to know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, f- the film industry in general is is very fascinating. Now, as you you're a screenwriter as well, so are uh, what are some projects you've worked on? Um, well, I mean, I did a an adaptation of a of a Stephen King um, film, a feature film called uh, Everything's Eventual. Oh, okay. that's that's one that's got my uh, got my name on it. Oh, you were um, allowed to put your name. On I was allowed it. to actually put my name on awesome. it. Yeah, <laughs> didn't have to wear the bag over my head or anything for that one. But uh, I mean, you know, a lot of others. Uh, you know, I've either sold or optioned or even been on the uh, blacklist briefly. And um, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, they they haven't uh, come to fruition as of yet. Um, yeah. Which is which is the uh, I think it's something like less than two percent that actually get produced yeah. of the but you sold it, that that's, yeah that those that have sold yeah. are optioned and and so you know you just got to keep chugging along yeah well yeah eventually eventually them yeah everything's eventual i guess yeah well played <laughs> sir wow <laughs> just circle that was back the shortest full circle i've ever seen <laughs> yep that's it thanks for coming Please. on now. yeah good night yeah by the way for all you dumb girls out there no i'm just kidding See, that was a callback. That was that, that was, was a callback. That wasn't, yeah, yeah, right. And, right, and right. so was that. We're just double we're double that tonight. One. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I think I might title the show. That's what that was a callback. That was I'll write that down. Then that's how I title the episodes of the show. It's just random things get said, and you never know what it's going to be. Nice. No, I think I think uh, I'm guessing a lot of uh, people do something similar. Yeah, in this, and uh, I, I've, in had, I've had like up to seven titles for an episode before the episode was finished <laughs> too. So. Yeah, and it becomes a trick right. of guessing right. which one I'm going right. to pick. Wow! So do you do you like market test those or? <laughs> I should. I should. Run them up the flagpole. See what see what yeah. gets saluted. No, I just I, I <laughs> darts on a dartboard. Yeah, that's of course. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. The, the best method you got. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, as a, as a writer, is it screenplay is where you wanted to start? Uh, do do you write fiction? Do you write other other genres, um, other fields? I like to keep it in the uh, film and television arenas, but uh, I mean, I've done you know copywriting, uh, marketing, and 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 so forth. Um, 
you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's being a kind of a word slinger for hire. It's, it's, right. it's where you're being, where you're being right. pulled you, from. You like and, to make money with it rather than. Yeah, of course. Novelists that aren't published. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, like everyone else um, in this game, I mean, I wanted to direct from a, from a very early age as well. And, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg was literally my God growing up. Um, and, have, have uh, you ventured into that? Have you, uh, I have. And, um, it was, it was kind of, uh, one step forward, two steps back in every uh, occasion because, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm gifted enough to, as a writer that I should have just stuck to my guns and not let the ego get in the way, you know, uh, because it's a, that's a hard nut to crack, uh, as far as directing. I mean, you can spend decades in the, uh, you know, outside outer rims of, uh, the indie world trying to, trying to get, get a leg up and it's, it, it may never happen for you. So, um, you know, it's actually kind of funny. I, I was just thinking about this the other day. It's amazing how many directors fancy themselves like a Quentin Tarantino or a Billy Wilder. Everyone fancies themselves a writer director, yeah. it seems. And, uh, you know, hey, if they can do it, that's great. I have, you know, you know, nothing but respect for that. Uh, multiple hat wearing, you know, chainsaw yeah. juggling, whatever. But, um, you know, it's, I don't think just anyone can do it, to be honest. I mean, I think that they are, just from seeing both sides, I think they're two distinct skill sets. Uh, uh, I have to agree with you. I haven't tried directing. I've tried yeah. everything else. And to re- directing to me, I just, I think I would be kind of a jerk. Yeah. I, I just, and I don't <laughs> right. want to do that. I'd rather. <laughs> yeah, right. There's, well, there's I, a lot less responsibility if I just have to show up and act. You know, yeah. I just have to know my lines and then only partly. You know? Yeah, and then only partly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like to show up on film sets, and when I get on sets the first time, I look at the script. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that many times. <laughs> so at least you don't tape the script to the, you know, the, the actor you're up against, uh, you know, no, that, wardrobe like Brando did, right? Like the... Towards the end, there, I guess he was. Uh, he would. He wouldn't even read it. Not even five minutes before, and he would just tape it or staple it to the the, the costume of the. Even even in the Godfather, he did that to a great extent. Yeah, but definitely yeah. the later stuff. If I'm not, stuff. if I'm not one of the first people filming a scene, yeah, then I, you know, I'll I'll go through it then. But if I'm right. a first, if I'm one of the first scenes being filmed, I'll do my best to. <laughs> right. <over. laughs> But you know, book, I, have, right? I have a lot going on, so off book yeah. to me doesn't really happen until the camera starts rolling. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. And I, I work with I work with a lot of directors that are good with you ad libbing as long as you know the storyline and you stick with what you're supposed to say, more or less. Right. Well, I mean, the I, there's not a lot of gray area there. I mean, as far yeah. as directors go, I mean, they're they're either one side of that divide or, or the other. Yeah, most of the ones I work with for, for any length of time, they're they're okay with, you know, they, they don't have to have those exact words as long right. as they know the idea of it. And to me, it to me it makes it a little more natural if you're right. if you're getting across the idea in your own words, kind of. Well, I, I think that's in a perfect world where you know rehearsal comes in. I mean, I think that's right. where that no matter which side of that divide you fall, uh, you know, the David Fincher where you better say every word just the way I wrote it, or uh, like you're saying, I've seen that side as well where they're more loosey goosey with it. It's best to work those things out with at least nominal amount of uh, of rehearsal. 
Right. You have to, you have to do some, I don't, uh, I don't. Some. Just... Yeah. I mean, it bear, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, you know, <laughs> Sydney lament. It doesn't have to be three weeks, you know, in a warehouse somewhere. I mean, it can yeah, be they're, they're... literally a couple of days, a long weekend, even. Right. Right. Something. Yeah. They're, they're not like knocking on my trailer two minutes before I'm on the scene. <laughs> Where's the script? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and if I were the writer on set, I could just sit back and laugh and just, uh, oh, wow, this is, break out the popcorn, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it would still be very Indian. Sorry, my, my phone's ringing. People, I, I tell people I'm doing an interview and then they say, oh, that's a good time to call. Hey, by all means. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not going to answer the phone. They can, oh, okay, okay, yeah, by all means. Yeah, that, I, w- uh, I wouldn't do I, that. I was just pointing out that these I are, do not take offense. These are the people that I know. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's recording. Let's call. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> I'll wait till they're doing something and I'll go interrupt them. Well, I've actually uh, tried a new endeavor this, uh, these past 12 months. Um, something I've had literally had on the back burner for decades. Um, I tried to revive the link, the ancient art of uh, the writer producer, oh, something okay. you don't see very often. And I um, actually started up by, uh, a production company with a business partner, um, something called Storied Picture Group (SPG), and um, you know, not only myself but almost everyone we knew in the industry were uh, kind of in the same boat as far as you know, uh, different levels of 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 lockdown and everything. Right. And so we actually have our first uh, project um, in post production. Nice. Um, it's an anthology feature um called t- uh, ironically enough tells from a pandemic oh well there you go That's and um it's yeah it's it's pretty exciting um so we got yeah we have uh, 13 different filmmakers from uh from around the world who uh collectively uh contributed segments to uh to to make a, a feature uh, nice. featuring film so yeah we're uh we're and that's excited. in post-production so that's yeah. in post-production well, so right okay. now so yeah the, the, the fun um, stuff the tedious the, fun, the, the tedious stuff <laughs> as i'm learning as my my newest hat as a producer now uh this is the fun part um let me tell you but um I, you know i mean i've been a lifelong twilight zone fan uh to be oh, honest yeah. and i mean i've just i think rod serling was the greatest television mind of all time i think it it is the greatest piece of television of all time um but i've i've just been so much so that i've become a fanatic for anthologies um the good ones and the bad i mean i'm i if i have any guilty pleasures it's some really really crappy anthology <laughs> series um but my uh, the, there's there's the series, but then there's also the um, the anthology film, something like Twilight Zone the movie or Four right. Rooms or New York I Love You, and that's kind of where this falls. So it's uh, it's it's amazing to see a collective uh, voices come together in a choir to tell a, a, a distinct narrative. Um, so it's you know, it's all one narrative. It's not like it, a well, shorts. It's all. It's well. No, I mean, they're different chapters, basically. Okay. I mean, um, they all. I mean, there's. So I don't know. Have you, are you familiar with like uh, Paris? I love you, Parisha Tom, or New York? I love you, or uh, no rooms. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, there's also some a lot in the horror genre. Something yeah. like uh, something ABC. like a freak show or. 
Yeah, like Creepshow. Okay. I mean, that was George Romero uh, and right. Stephen King. But uh, basically like that, except imagine each chapter has a different director. Okay. So different voices, again, coming together as, a, as something of a collective. Um, and again, just because I knew so many people were kind of sitting on their duff during this uh, pandemic, right. uh, I sent out a few feelers just to see what would, uh, if I could get any bites. And I, I tell you, I was blown away. I got an, a, a, just an avalanche of responses. Nice. Um, and I even have some pretty decent sized names uh, in, attached to it. So as far as the directors that did the different chapters, the different segments and. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. We are, we are really, really excited. Yeah. Is, is, is there any, any date when things are going to be finished or just. Um, uh, yeah. We're, we're literally in, any, as, yeah, yeah, any week now we're, we're wrapping up the post-production now. I mean, the, the, the chapters themselves are, are, are long done, but uh, it's just a matter of getting everything through post and just like everyone else, again, various levels of lockdown. So there's been a few more delays than I, uh, than I had expected, but um, yeah, I mean, we're going to be trying to to roll it out to market here uh, in the next, in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Are you going to hit up the, the, uh, the festival circuit? If, if if that, well, I, (laughs) well, yeah, you have to kind of be a little, uh, uh, revisionist with our uh, with our strategy with our strategy this year because um, you know just being where things are we're probably going to go more for the uh, right for the streaming platforms uh, kind of uh, kind Which of play I every- think Amazon's the main the big one that you know well, all right, we love Amazon we don't want to say anything bad about any of them because right. uh, we're going to be shopping around a little bit but uh, Netflix Amazon Hulu you know. Um, whatever we're happy wherever we land so um again it's it's really coming together and i it's it's I, you know again just just sending out a few feelers here or there i i was blown away by the word of mouth that that that, that really spread this and uh you know i kind of felt like a george bailey every other week <laughs> with the uh with the with the it's a wonderful life stuff happening man where uh, i couldn't believe how many people were interested so yeah that's really um, exciting what, what's the name of it it's tales from a pandemic. Tales from a pandemic. And, yeah, we, um, you know, we. I mean, we got. I mean, some like I said, James Marandino, who did uh, the the movie SLC Punk. He was kind of that indie mm-hmm. wave of uh, '90s directors with Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez and uh, Maddie Wilder and the Butcher Brothers, who are pretty well known horror directors. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, what's funny is originally we were going to do something, what I usually delve into is, is more of the genre persuasion, whether it's horror or sci-fi or whatever. But, um, you know, this one, originally we were going to do more of a horror type, you know, cast more of a horror curtain over it. But, you know, it, that's who I thought I would get responses from were my pals that do either horror or sci-fi. But uh, we just left it open. Basically, the the only guideline was it had to be set during a pandemic, not necessarily this pandemic, but oh, just okay. a pandemic. I mean, some of them go back to the Black Plague. Um, and uh, could it could it have been a, a, a uh, fiction? no hold barred? Yeah, I mean, oh, it had to be a fiction. That was the other one. I mean, it had well, to be a fictional it, pandemic, not one. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There actually are the some one that's of those. coming up. <laughs> we were hoping we didn't get zombie 
because that's not what right. we're going for. But yeah, no, for sure. We do have some fictional ones. But ironically, um, the, even though we left it wide open, there's some really dark stuff in there. Um, which is I mean, always wonderful. Which, well, you know, I, I think it's in a way, frankly, I think it's darker, uh, some of them, than if it had been, had been strictly horror. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say all, but a good solid half of them. But I think then again, that's just a reflection of the the time we were uh, kind of living through over yeah. these last 12 months. And um, I mean, the biggest... it, was, it was definitely difficult over the last several months. Oh, oh my God. Dark moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and in some places are getting relocked down again now uh, yeah. that we are finally at the finish line. But uh, I mean, with this, I mean, with yeah, the assembly but, of, of yeah, this particular finish line yet, but you know, oh, yeah, I, I, I was being optimistic. It, yeah. I was trying to be. Um, yeah. I mean, my kids, uh, Made maybe take all the uh, uh, the all the Christmas calendars, Advent calendars, and reset them for the twentieth of this month. So just so you know, they, <laughs> they said, um, yeah, and, and that was their idea. I mean, full credit to my kids on that one. I thought it was a brilliant idea. So my uh, my youngest daughter has actually uh, rewrapped gifts and everything for the occasion. So <laughs> the tree's long gone, but the presents remain. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it could be a new holiday coming up. Yeah, right. Yeah, or a new something. I don't know. I'm, a new I'm something. Hoping, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping whatever happens, it goes well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's. Oh, geez. There with that optimism. There's, there's Thanks so for much that. Insanity oh. out there. There's yeah, so I much know. insanity out there. So I've, I've allowed myself uh, so much fuel for the insane these days. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the problem. It's just, there's so, there's so much to gobble up with the internet. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. I don't want to, yes, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah I, I don't like to get political on this show. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Right. I mean, we've already alienated the dumb girls, so we don't, right. Wanna, well, they don't know. Yeah, we, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> that is terrible. There, there goes another one. We just lost. <laughs> another right wow. I can have many left. Jeez. Yeah. Well, she was in the room. She just didn't know what the hell. Oh. Was. She wandered in by accident. It was a neighbor, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you never know. You never know when they're going to show up, get mad, and leave again. That's. I think in uh, my life, in my life, that's just women that I know in general. I never yeah. know when they're going to show up, get mad, and leave me again. So. <laughs> Tell his oldest time. There you go. Yeah, boy, boy meets girl. Boy gets girl. Girl gets the hell out. <laughs> yeah. And fifty percent of boys stop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and take a short break. <laughs> if you're ready for a short break, absolutely. And uh, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna hit some news. We got some we got some fascinating stuff. Uh, we have anything from escaped cows to loose uh, loose ostriches. I don't even know what that means, but we're we're going to learn together. Wow. <laughs> All right. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Life Radio Show. We'll be right back with more from Cal Callahan. <clears throat> so people, people always come to me for relationship advice. And one of the most common questions people ask me is, are, hey, how come I can't find my one true love, even though there's all these people out there that are available? 
Well, as you know, we all have uh, love, love languages where we have to find what it is that um, speaks to us in another person. But as we've been learning, there there's a lot of us that might have some alien DNA which makes it so that like our our love language is kind of screwed up because it's like an uh, alien language and so it's like this indecipherable nonsense and so you're trying to find your one true love and, and you got this this crazy whacked out love language that no one could figure out and they're just kind of like I don't I don't know what to deal deal with and then of course you could it could be that there are the people that you're picking or probably they could be uh, they could be descendants of demon seed which which is horrible which is horrible so you got your combination of you alien and you don't know your language is like players there over here, and then and then they're the demon seed, huh? and then and maybe because your language is so messed up, you're attracted to the people with the demon seed, and they're just horrible, ain't good for anybody, and so, so maybe maybe uh, what you should do is uh, instead of trying to find a perfect one, maybe you should just go find somebody you don't like at all. Maybe that's the problem. You're just not good at picking people. You're just always picking the wrong person. I mean, when you just start off where you just don't like them to begin with, and then you got then you got nowhere to go but to like them, or you could just yeah, I'd just do them, or you could just be alone. You know, some just be your own best friend. Just, you probably. Just, should be promulgating the species anyway because you're really bad at relationships so you're probably going to scroll all the kids too so yeah so uh so in conclusion um quit looking okay
promise me you'd be my anodyne. You promised me be my anodyne. I want to take a minute to tell you about The Devil's Apple, a new book by my friend William Morris. It's the true and brutally honest story about Bill's own battle with addiction. It was written for those struggling to overcome addiction as well as those watching a loved one struggle. In Bill's own words, you work just as hard to be an addict as you do to be clean and sober. You can find The Devil's Apple on Amazon.com and for a limited time you can get it for free on the Kindle app. Ah, you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders! The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> All right, hey, welcome.
Welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are still zooming right along with Chad Callahan. He uh, he let me know that only his friends call him Cal. So <laughs> he was trying to tell me something I understood. So yeah, Chad Callahan on the show. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm just having fun. And it is time to have some fun with news stories. Are we ready for this? Let's go. Neither am I, but let's see what we got. <laughs> going all the way down to this one because this seems seems like a perfect job for me, and I'm going to look this up as soon as we're done. A U.S. website is offering $500 for an unusual short-term job, a, quote, professional binge watcher willing to watch Netflix and eat pizza. So there you go. <laughs> a bonus finder, a website dedicated to reviewing and offering deals for legal gambling sites, said the... Pro- <laughs> Wow, for legal gambling sites. So that's, okay, cool. It said the professional binge watcher will be called on to watch and review three series on Netflix while eating pizza takeout from various locations. Uh, the selected candidate will be required to review each series based on story and plot lines, Netflix and chill, suitability, uh, acting quality, and cheesiness, uh, satisfaction of episodes and series endings. So they have a certain criteria they have to... Netflix and chill suitability. I guess that's if you, <laughs> I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that. What wow. the criteria yeah. is for that. I mean, basically yeah. if you mute it, everything works for that. You can let anything play in the. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez. And the stoners parents said they would have never amount to anything, you know, uh, what the it's Netflix and chill compatibility. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. <laughs> you know how ugly you have to be for that not to be the case. I mean, <laughs> well, no, I, I think they're 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 uh, rating the Netflix content that they're watching, the series that they're watching, on its suitability for Netflix and chill. Oh, okay. So, so if it has, if it ranks a zero, that means it's really, really good. Because that means you're right. that tuned means you're not, in. Yeah, you're not. You're watching too much of the show. Leave me alone. Stop. Yeah, yeah keep it in your pants yeah. till the show's over. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess Kids that's in your lingo. You, that's not one you 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 want your show to have a high rating on that one. I don't think. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm scared. Now that I have a, a show that I'm about to pitch to Netflix, like, jeez, yeah. I I didn't you know I didn't test it for this. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. See, that's, that's where you're going to have to hire a professional binge watcher as well. So that right. they can give you the ratings ahead of time. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like testing for the public. What do, what do they call yeah. that? The, uh, yeah. The, the, the test screenings. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I, I was wondering a test screening, who's going to be there? Paul Rubens. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, he Netflix and chills by himself. He Netflix and chills by himself. I guess that doesn't count. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if that's the same thing as Netflix and chill. That's I know, I know. I, I try to think of someone else. Oh, Alanis Morissette. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. And yeah, uh, to Netflix and chill by yourself. Netflix and it's chill by like, yourself. It's kind of like thinking you can join the Mile High Club by masturbating in the toilet. <laughs> you can't. Uh, no, it doesn't count. That's a whole. Other... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay, change the answer to no next time someone asks. Okay, okay. okay. So, yeah, that's that's. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same. Right, thing. right. <laughs> okay, let's see. What do we have? Ooh, a beer cave. That just sounds good right there. 
A cave used for storing beer in the early 1800s has been rediscovered underneath a community garden in St. Louis. Uh, the McHose, McHose, not McHouse, McHose and English Cave Recovery Team. What? <laughs> Sorry, I have to read that. The McHose and English Cave Recovery Team said the beer cave was located in the Benton Park neighborhood in spring of 2020, and the team used a pair of holes to get cameras into the underground cavern. Uh, we lowered a LIDAR unit down into in it, here to map out the cave, and here is the approximate route of the cave. The cave, uh, it's like 30 feet wide with a ceiling of 7 by 15 feet tall. Bill Krantz, uh, project facilitator for the Macos and English Cave Recovery, uh, said, We are all out here in the alley jumping around like crazy. I guess they got really excited about found, finding a, an old beer cave. Yeah, wow. That's, yeah. Krantz said the cave dates to early 1800s. It started out for storing ale. How do they know all this? I mean, is this stuff that they knew ahead of time so they went out to find it? You know, we know St. Louis is known for beer and barbecue, but apparently Irish prostitutes as well. <laughs> Nicole's. Nicole's. That's, <laughs> that be I Scottish? don't know. Wouldn't that be a Scottish? That's a Either Scottish one. Scottish we're, we're both Celtic Scottish cousins. name. <laughs> she yeah. <is> <laughs> oh, she's, I'm yeah. Nicole's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that and Bill Krantz, the McHose in English cave recovery team. That's just the the weirdest sounding team to be a part of. A cave recovery. What do what what about a cave do you recover? Um. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm I'm at a loss for that one. That's I'm a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like uh, it sounds like we're moving on because that yeah that was. <laughs> Let's see, there there's one I saw on here where I wrote down because I write down just on my page my notes I write down uh, just a part of the headline so I remember to go back to it, and all I have written down is Taiwan man blows, so we'll go ahead and go <laughs> we'll go ahead and go with that one. I'm sure there's as opposed to. <laughs> A soap bubble master in Taiwan mm. broke a Guinness World Record by blowing 783 bubbles inside of a much larger bubble. Uh, Chang Yutei, a Chang Yutei filled a large bubble with 783 smaller bubbles during an attempt in uh, Taoyun. Uh, the feat earned Chang the record for most soap bubbles blown inside a larger bubble. <laughs> the record-keeping organization shared video of Chang using a large bubble wand to control the larger bubble while he blew the smaller bubbles from the inside. Uh, Chang previously set the record for most bounces of a soap bubble. The man's got time on his hands is what I think there. Exciting stuff, isn't it? Exciting stuff, yeah. I mean, good thing my uh, mom never washed my mouth out with soap or... I may right. give Mr. Chang a run for his money because yeah. um, I don't know bubbles within a bubbles. Isn't that like uh, what's the song from uh, the, the 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 Thomas Crown Affair? Oh, uh, sure. Wheels within a wheel. Yeah, there you bubbles go. within a bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's very. It's a meta bubble, I guess. It's yeah, within a bubble. That's yeah. Yeah, well, well, Mr. Chang now has the rep record for it, so. Yeah. 
Chain gang, baby. Yeah, I mean, why? I, I don't understand why. Some some of these Guinness World Records just blow my mind <laughs> because it's like all you have to do is be the first person to do something weird, and you have the record. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, right. You look yeah. at something like that, somebody's going to come along and break that record. Now it's like, okay, two people thought that was a good idea. Hell, it never even tried, heard, occurred to me to try. Right. Some people just right. looking for fame any way they can get it. Right. <laughs> uh, police in Missouri said officers responded to an unusual situation when an ostrich escaped from its owner's home and went for a walk. The St. Charles County Police Department said officers from D Platoon uh, responded when an ostrich was spotted wandering loose and walking through traffic. The officers wrangled the flightless bird named Clyde uh, that he left Bonnie back at the uh, ranch and returned him to his owners. Uh, police did not reveal how Clyde managed to escape or how long he was on the loose. Because if they if he if they revealed how Clyde managed to escape, then all the ostriches would be doing it. <laughs> That's the, you got to keep this information secret, or it's just a massive ostrich uprising. <laughs> that that would be my guess. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they put their head in the sand, it's like a kid playing peekaboo or something. They think that no one can see him. Right. That, you well, know. That, maybe that's how he escaped. He's stuck. Maybe. In the yeah. Right. And he actually dug a hole and went. The under world him. disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the pol the police didn't reveal how he escaped, so we're never going to know. Where was that again? What's that? Where Where was that story? Uh, where was this the location? Was in, in Missouri, you know, mm. known, known for his ostrich herds. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I thought you said Nevada for a second. I was going to say I thought Sinatra was the only one that got head in the uh, got his head in the sands. <laughs> Casino, right. see, period, gotcha. space, yeah. new yeah. sentence, <laughs> casino, boom. Take so that, what? FCC. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, D platoon. D platoon is a part of the St. Charles Police. But D platoon that sounds a little more military than yeah. It's like going after Charlie in Vietnam or something, yeah. right? Well, it was St. Charles County, so mm. yeah, that that could be. That's I don't know. Yeah, that's call in D platoon. We got an ostrich on the loose. A platoon was busy with real crimes. <laughs> yeah, if you have the means, you can hire yeah. the A team. But if you don't. <laughs> You can get the heap of plumes. <laughs> if you're a cheap. That's, that's way down the list. That's way down the list. Yeah. yeah they, they have like, I don't know, B.O. Baracus, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the butt man instead of the face man, I guess. That's what you find in the D platoon. I don't know. I, I lost myself on that one. It's okay. Let's let's it's, move on. <laughs> you channeled uh, Howard Stern on that one, I think. Uh, oh yeah, that, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I think that's where it was going. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to do that at all. So let no more no <laughs> channeling no channeling Howard Stern. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, what a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down at a bakery at a bakery in the western german town of dortmund uh, which is celebrating the year of the coronavirus vaccine with syringe shaped cakes uh it's not the first time uh schurner's schurner's bakery baking paradise schurner's baking paradise i'll get it out eventually has sold coronavirus spinoffs last year as household essentials vanished from supermarket shelves and panic buying they created cakes shaped like newly scarce toilet rolls uh, but owner Tim Kortum, 
I guess, initially worried that the making up a tasty syringe would be a step too far. With vaccination underway in most of the world, public health officials fret that nervousness about new medicines will slow the uptake, not the cupcake, of the uptake of vaccines designed to end a pandemic that is claimed. I don't want to talk about that. But no, it, they're, they're baking syringes now. So that'd be good with <laughs> It'd be a good treat for a junkie's birthday, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, pass the yeah. syringe tape cake. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Doctor uh, or Chef Fauci. <laughs> there. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to. Yeah. They. They don't. They don't look much like syringes. Actually, they look like. Uh, I'm not even going to say what they look like. They just, <laughs> they just look strange to me. You they, put the restrictor plate on me, and now you're exactly, making exactly references like they, that. Look at honest, you. Honestly, they kind of look like a penis pump. <laughs> I've heard. I've never. You know. But right. <laughs> I mean, what I would imagine one to look like. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you've never seen one other right, than right. from exactly. the bird's eye view. Yeah, just from like, the, you know, websites I actually, I mean, heard about from, I ha I've had them described to me. Anyway, uh, we'll go on to related story. Have you ever have you been looking for something that will stand out on your resume? Are you the kind of person who wants to work your buns off while meeting hot dog fans from across the country? Or maybe you just always dreamed of driving a weird car. This may be your lucky day because Oscar Mayer is looking to hire a new crew of, quote, hot doggers to drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. The Chicago-based company is looking for recent college graduates to take on the one-year paid job crisscrossing the country in the iconic 27-foot-long hot dog-shaped vehicle. The gig will last from June 2021 through June 2022 following a two-week training session. Oscar Mayer's hot doggers will represent the company at various events like media appearances, charity functions, and other celebrations. So if you ever wanted to drive the Wienermobile, because wow. there's nothing cooler. There's nothing cooler than picking up well, a Wienermobile. You can drive the uh, the groupies to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Exactly, you know? exactly. I mean, that's because yeah. uh, that is a sport. That's a, that, what do they call that? Uh, competitive food, eating. Competitive eating. Yes. So, yeah. It's it's a thing. And yeah. That, yeah. Would, would they allow the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile at the Nathan's Hot Dog? Oh, good point. I, I would good think point. that would be, I mean, you could crash it. That would definitely make the news if you went in and just like, it'd be like a panty raid. You know, you just go in and grab all their buns, I guess. But <laughs> That just got weird. But no, I weird. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, it that's be, it. It could be a thing. That could be a thing. I'll. I think that's a good plot to a movie. Is is <laughs> yeah. to drive the Wienermobile. There's got to be something there. A the boy's got a dream. Yeah, yeah, it's a boy and his wiener. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's a possible show title. <laughs> I, I I don't know. The autistic one has still got my vote personally, but uh, oh yeah, that was, that was good. That's still a wiener. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you never know. You never know what kind of news we're covering on this show. <laughs> it's current and it's accurate. I probably not either way. 
Now, this, this one has to do with an embarrassing typo, and I want to find out exactly what it is. A Japanese brewery uh, that canceled the release of its newest beer because of spelling mistake on the cans has decided to sell it anyway after drinkers offered to take the beers for free. <laughs> they decided to take, you know, to sell them once everybody wanted them for free. That's that's just cheesy. That's just crappy right there. I, I've had people do that to me. You're going to throw that away? Yeah, well, I'll take it. I'll sell it to you. Nope, you're going to throw it away. <laughs> That's what they're doing here. They're- the anticipation is killing me. What was the name? <laughs> uh, Sapporo Brewery's new uh, Kaitakushi uh, beer, tailored, uh, <laughs> tailored, was scheduled to be released to at uh, Family Mart, a large chain of Japanese convenience stores, on Tuesday. <laughs> However, the company called off the new beer after discovering an embarrassing error on the cans. The South China Morning Post reported the word lager was spelled as uh, lagar. Okay, that's not that. Is that really that embarrassing? I guess having a misspelling it. Let's see if it means something that we don't realize. Uh, the beer cans feature both Japanese and English writing. They were already produced by the time the brewery realized its error, according to the report. Uh, there are no legal issues with the error or the design. It was just certainly embarrassing. The guy, <laughs> sorry, the representative that made that statement that misspelling lager was embarrassing. His name is Junko Fukuchi. Wow. <laughs> but misspelling lager is the embarrassing part of that statement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he and the Mikos were the two that the, laid the golden spike when they ra- laid the railroad, I think. Oh, yeah, uh, the old Mikos. Yeah, <laughs> right. The, and the rest is pornographic history. <laughs> I'm even going to write down the Mikos Fukuchi line. <laughs> See, I think just the spelling, just the spelling uh, yeah. is, is great because it's F-U-K-U-C-H-I. Mm. I'm guessing that's Fukuchi. I don't know. <laughs> the Fukuchi Kuchi. It, it could be a lot of things, and most of them I can't even say on the air. So, <laughs> I have to bleep the name out of the news story. But yeah, that's that's all it was. They misspelled lager. Wow. Unless lagar means something weird. That that would be if it has something in another language, but it doesn't I, say. So it's just Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a collector of uh, dirty, uh, you know, idioms, and and, and uh, I I don't think I've ever heard that one as so. No, yeah. I'm I'm I think that's I think that the the embarrassment was was uh, not yeah, <laughs> yeah laid not at the at the right altar out to be. Yeah, I, I, think it, I would think it would take a lot more to embarrass a man named John right. Fukuchi. <laughs> He was, he was, he uh, was humiliated. His yes. entire family was humiliated for oh, yeah. cr- exactly 100% correct spelling. Right, right. Of his name. Okay. Let's, Lagar is a thing. I just, I had to look it up. I Googled. Uh, okay. It's a noun, a large, typically, typically stone trough in which grapes are trod. So it's for winemaking, oh. I guess, for, for walking on grapes. Okay. Yeah, that's a large, typically stone trough in which grapes are trod. That oh. is the definition of lagar. So, yeah, that is totally embarrassing, oh. Mr. Coochie. 
I don't wow. see how you have not committed Harry Kari. Harry, yeah. <laughs> Get the Tonto sword, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go uh, full John Belushi on that one. <laughs> yep, that well, yeah. <laughs> How can you ever show your face in public again after that? Way to go, Junko. <laughs> <laughs> Junko, son, you were... <laughs> Junko, son, sorry. You were... That's yeah. disrespectful the way I said it. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, dare you? Yeah, yeah, what what, what a Fukuchi. That's a new... <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, same to you, Pally. Fukuchi. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you, you Fukuchi? <laughs> Fukuchi. Uh, we're, I'm sure we're crossing a line somewhere, but I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now. If you have any social media anywhere where people can find you and, of course, promote the tales from the pandemic, from a pandemic again, uh, I'm going to give you a couple minutes right here to throw all that at us. Yeah, well, it's uh, chadcallahan.com. It's uh, two L's and a G, a silent G, mind you. Um and, uh, yeah, we're, we're still don't have anything to announce yet as far as uh, Tales from a Pandemic, but um, I will definitely keep you updated. Yeah, definitely. When you know when where you, it's going to land. Yeah, when you have something, uh, be sure to let me know because I'll, I'll share it out. It'll land someplace. I mean, I, I, oh. I'm confident, but it's uh, just a matter of, of where. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah, until you know, you don't know. I, until I know, I love them all equally. Exactly, exactly. All of them. You're just Even the, waiting, the you're little guys, waiting, especially the little guys. Waiting to find out which ones you love right. a little more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show. It was great talking to you. I had a blast. Uh, good luck with everything. Uh, hopefully we, everybody comes out of this pandemic and we can all get back to doing the stuff that we love because that's why we're here. Well, thank you, Don. It's uh, always nice to talk to a fellow traveler, and um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Well, we'll we'll catch up with you later. When whenever everything's released, come back on and let us know about it. But there's only one question I have. Where are the McCoes at? <laughs> what are me McCoes? Where are me McCoes? <laughs> ah, Fukuchi, if I know. Ah, Fukuchi. <laughs> Where are McCoes? I'm in the mood for Fukuchi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I, I said that wrong. Wow. I'm in the mood for Fukuchi. God, you crossed the line. <laughs> yep, wow. I'm in the mood for Fukuchi. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually Junko's middle name is I'm in the mood. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood for Gucci. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for being on. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening to me, I'm just going to keep making these. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. I don't need their damn vaccine. I'm already <laughs> autistic.